It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch our show and to subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check out the podcast free and available everywhere where you get your podcasts. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a single edition of the show. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council. We're on Fridays right here on the show. I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. Participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked On Panthers. Either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for my listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. The Carolina Panthers have hired Dom Capers, a headline from 1995. It is also a headline here in 2023 as it was announced on Friday evening that the first ever head coach in Carolina Panthers franchise history Dom Capers would be rejoining the staff as a senior defensive consultant under new defensive coordinator Ijero Ivero here in Carolina now Ivero who came from Denver where he was the DC with the Broncos also had Dom Capers serving in a similar role out there so Capers follows Ivero it's wild to think that Dom Capers who was the first head coach here and 28 years later, is now back on the Panthers staff in a consultant role. Cool, man. Welcome home, coach. But that's not really what the headline is that we need to discuss right now here at the Carolina Panthers as Frank Reich continues to build his staff. Now, we see more people on the defensive side of the ball now with Ivero as a D.C., Brought in Hanson as his linebackers coach. Now Capers in a consultant role. Of course, Chris Tabor's back as a special teams coordinator. James Campen was also retained as the offensive line coach here in Carolina. But we're all sitting here waiting to see what the offensive coaching staff is going to look like and whether Frank Reich is going to be the play caller or if he's going to allow the OC to be the play caller. And we also want to know who potentially is going to be sitting here and grooming this young rookie quarterback, maybe a Bryce Young, a C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, one of those four likely going to be here in Carolina heading to the 2023 season. So you need to have a strong staff in place to help the transition from college to the NFL be as smooth as possible for whoever that quarterback is. So the quarterback coach, the offensive coordinator, were just as important as bringing in Frank Reich, who David Tepper wanted because he talked about all the rules, always adhere and change towards the offense. And because it's in the offensive side of favor he felt like getting a former quarterback a former offensive coordinator and a head coach in the NFL but an offensive mind made more sense but the people that Frank Reich hires also are so key to the future development of that quarterback and 
One of the big hires he's now made is Josh McCown, a former quarterback here in Carolina. He's a former quarterback for 11 other NFL teams throughout a 17-year career in the National Football League. Also, was a quarterback coach locally here at Myers Park High School a couple years ago. Really cool story when he got signed by the Eagles. He was still coaching at Myers Park where he would be with the Eagles all week. Then he'd fly back on Fridays, coach his sons, coach Drake May, who's doing pretty damn well with the Carolina Tar Heels out there in Chapel Hill. Then he would fly back in time wherever the Eagles were playing at on that Saturday evening and had to go play a playoff game that year when Carson Wentz got knocked out of the game. And I think he might have, like, torn his uh, his tricep in that game as well, as you could tell, like, man, this guy is just way too old to be out here, but he's gutting it out and mad respect to Josh McCown in his NFL career. But this is a huge hire for the Carolina Panthers. McCown, yes, has only spent time as a high school coach, whether it's been a quarterback coach or I think he was a head coach out there or on some staff out in the state of Texas where he relocated after uh, leaving Charlotte with his sons. And I think it's just a big hire because you have a guy who's played in the NFL for 17 years. Yes, he was never a franchise quarterback and was never considered one of the top tier talents, but he stuck around. For 17 years, he went to different organizations and he's been around a lot of different quarterbacks. He has that real world experience of having played a position, but not being that far removed from it. Like Frank Reich, obviously, as we know, played quarterback in the NFL. He played on some good Buffalo teams, but he was not the starter. It was Jim Kelly and he started here in Carolina. It's good to have that experience. It's good that he's been able to work with Andrew Luck. He's worked with some of these other quarterbacks in the NFL as a head coach, as an OC as well but he has not played a position in a very long time. Whereas Josh McCown's only what, two, three years removed from being out there on Sunday afternoons. So I think it's a big hire is whenever you bring in that next quarterback, they can sit there and relate to McCown. McCown can relate to them because he's not that far removed from playing a position. He still understands the verbiage and all that's going on in locker rooms in the NFL in this 21st century of what football has become. Not to say that Frank Reich doesn't, but now having someone that spent so much time in the league that has wanted to be coaching and it's coached at a lower level now in this position, I think that's huge for Carolina and for whoever they bring in. And I already saw there's been questions of, does this mean that Sam Darnold might come here? Because you have to remember when Sam Darnold was in New York, who was that veteran backup? It was Josh McCown. So the, Panther, the Panthers now can have Josh McCown who's played quarterback and is not that far removed from it. They can have Frank Reich as their head coach, who could be the play caller, but also is going to work with that quarterback, and he's played the position in the NFL. And, yes, he's further removed from it, but he played the position. And then they can also go out there and maybe add a Sam Darnold or add a Jacoby Brissett or an Andy Dalton. They can get a veteran backup and then have two coaches on their staffs that played at the NFL level as a quarterback. This is what you wanted to see from Frank Reich and his staff as he continued to build it. Now, it's interesting that Reich went out there and hired a quarterback coach before hiring his OC and that he's making a lot of these hires without that happening, which I guess not a lot, but he's decided to keep camping. He's decided to now bring in McCown. And he had talked about his opening press conference that he wanted to get the coordinators set before making some of those hires on the defensive side of the ball and offensive side of the ball. Now, as we've seen with Vivero here, they brought in Capers, they brought in Hanson. So it makes sense that you got those hires. But it was a curious to me, uh, decision to me that he already went out there and hired Josh McCown. But I think it's a good hire. And... I don't know directly how much of an impact he had on Drake May at Myers Park. Because as it's been explained to me by 
someone whose son played at Myers Park High School. The former coach there really didn't love Josh McCown being like the quarterback coach that he wanted to be the one because he had such an ego to really coach up the quarterbacks. But it's hard to not believe that Josh McCown did not get his hands on Drake May enough and, and prove that he was able to develop Drake May to where he's really good at Carolina right now with the Tar Heels. So I think it's going to be great now that you have Josh McCown here in Carolina. We'll see who the OC is. We'll see who the quarterback is. But this is a good start for Frank Wright to go out there and get a guy who's played the position not too long ago and certainly I think uh, can go out there and help to groom whoever the young rookie quarterback is going to be here in Carolina. Now, you have a quarterback coach, but you still do not have an OC here in Carolina. We're playing the waiting game as, well, recording this before the Super Bowl, but Super Bowl 57 going, now over. We'll see now what happens with some people on that Eagles staff and who comes here to Carolina. I'll update you on the OC search here in Carolina in just a moment. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you bogged down. You may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It came out late last week that Ben McAdoo would not return as the Panthers offensive coordinator in 2023 under Frank Reich and his new staff and Honestly, was that surprising to anyone that McAdoo would not be returning? And I know a lot of people are obviously happy about this. And there were some people who were wondering, oh, is McAdoo going to stay on? At no point was Ben McAdoo ever going to be the OC here in Carolina in 2023, unless Matt Rule was still the head coach, which he has not been since October of last year. So McAdoo was not coming back, y'all. Even when Steve Wilkes was interviewing for this job, he was talking about Brian Johnson being his OC, which meant that he was not going to retain Ben McAdoo. And when Frank Wright took over the position, it was hard to believe even then with Ben McAdoo's experience as an OC and as a head coach in this league that he would be returning to Carolina as the offensive coordinator. And quite honestly, I felt like McAdoo was just fine this past year. I know a lot of Panther fans hate McAdoo, think he's terrible. But what did you expect to get out of Ben McAdoo in 2022 considering what they had at quarterback? I certainly thought that Baker Mayfield was going to play a lot better, but I never had any thoughts that Ben McAdoo was going to be some high-level OC and play caller for the Carolina Panthers this past season. And when Matt Rule had to go out there and find a new offense coordinator after finding Joe Brady and the reporting came out from um, Jay Glazer that he had to get a rock star OC to even keep his job. Now, if that was even remotely true, David Tepper should have just fired Matt Rule in the first place instead of waiting to see who he was going to get. But the league knew, the top OCs out there on the market knew that 
Matt Rule was on borrowed time in Carolina, and it was either win or he was gone. And did they want to sign themselves up to a sinking ship? The answer was no. So Matt Rule went to his mentor, Tom Coughlin, found Ben McAdoo, who had been in the Giants as an OC under Coughlin and later on taking over as the head coach once Coughlin retired. So it made sense that Matt Rule would get someone with that background. And no one was out there banging on Ben McAdoo's doors to try and get him to come work for them as their play caller. He was okay. The Panthers had the greatest offensive output in franchise history against the Lions on Christmas Eve with Ben McAdoo calling the plays and Sam Darnold as the quarterback. I also give the guy credit, honestly, in the last 12 games when Wilkes took over and he said, we're going to run the ball because our quarterback play is just not good enough. McAdoo went out there and he worked with what he had. So I give him credit for the Panthers having strong rushing outputs. Now, unfortunately, that wasn't consistent in the losses as we saw, but he was fine. He wasn't great. He wasn't terrible. He was just fine. And that's all you really could have expected had been McAdoo last year. Anyways, so he's no longer here in Carolina. So where do the Panthers go now as they continue to find a search for an OC? Now, again, I'm recording this before the Super Bowl. No idea what news has come out, but I have seen, um, according to multiple sources, that it looks like Shane Sykin, the OC up in Philadelphia with the Eagles, is a finalist in the target to be the next head coach there in Indianapolis with the Colts, which would mean that very likely Brian Johnson is going to be elevated to the offensive coordinator position there in Philadelphia on that staff with Nick Sirianni. So then, if that happens, what happens for the Carolina Panthers? Because we've been waiting for the Eagles to be done playing and to see what happens with Steichen and then potentially with Johnson. Now, if Steichen is getting the Colts job, which it looked like he's going to, Brian Johnson is now going to be the OC in Philadelphia. I don't see why he would leave that situation where he played high school football for Jalen Hurts' dad. So I don't see why he would leave Jalen Hurts, a guy who's helped groom into an MVP candidate this past year and maybe a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Don't know. Haven't seen the game yet. As Again, as I'm recording this before the Super Bowl here on Sunday afternoon. So... I don't see that happening where he's going to come to Carolina now that Shane Steichen appears to be taking the Colts job. But there's someone else on that Eagles staff, Kevin Petula, who spent time as a wide receiver coach. I've mentioned multiple times now here on the show that worked under Frank Reich before. Maybe he gets the opportunity now to be an OC here in Carolina. But who who else would it be? Jim Bob Cooter, he's been an option. He's someone who's interviewed already here in Carolina. He's currently the passing game coordinator um, there in Jacksonville. It's hard for me to sit here and say that there's going to be a decision made right away because I did see the Charlotte Observer on Sunday report that the Panthers are expected to have a second interview with Los Angeles Rams assistant head coach and tight ends coach Thomas Brown on Thursday. So he's going to meet on Thursday, and they also – want to interview and talk to Johnson if he's available, maybe Petulo. They've already talked to Jim Bob Cooter, maybe gets another interview. You have to also understand that the Rooney rule has now expanded to where offensive coordinator and just coordinator jobs like this one, you have to fill it there. You have to fulfill the Rooney rule there. And obviously they would be able to do that if they're able to talk to Brian Johnson. They're already doing that with Thomas Brown, who's a former running back at Georgia and then played in the NFL and has been with Sean McVay now for three years. So we've been waiting for the Eagles season to be over with. It does not look like, though, that the top option from that coaching staff will be here in Carolina because Shane Steichen appears to be taking the Colts job or may have already taken the Colts job by the time you listen to this podcast, which then would mean that Brian Johnson's been elevated. So maybe Kevin Petullo, maybe Jim Bob Cooter, but if Jim Bob Cooter was the top option here in Carolina, he probably already would have been hired – But again, I got to talk to another external minority candidate 
in order to fill, fulfill the Rooney rule. So maybe it's not just that. It's them trying to, you know, obviously check off all the boxes they need to, although I do think there's actual real interest in Brian Johnson, and maybe there is real interest in Thomas Brown. I have no idea what the interest level is there with those guys, but it looks like the main target has always been Brian Johnson, who likely does not appear to be coming to Carolina. So the Panthers probably going to have to settle for Jim Bob Cooter, maybe Kevin Petulo, maybe someone else is out there. I did see that Clint Kubiak was a name that was mentioned potentially as an OC candidate here in Carolina. He has now joined the uh, Rams, not the Rams, but he's joined the uh, Houston Texans coaching staff, uh, staff under D'Amico Ryans. Of course, uh, Gary Kubiak spent time there in Houston as the head coach. I think he was the first head coach out there with the Texans, right? So he would have coached D'Amico Ryans. So, yeah, he's off the board. And it appears that Brian Johnson's off the board. And we'll see what happens now with the Carolina Panthers as they try to find out who their next offensive coordinator is going to be. Now, I did bring up last week the Carolina Panthers potentially bringing in Derek Carr for a visit to try and get the price up for the Saints. Well, it turns out that a visit is not necessary as he's not going to the Saints. At least he's not going to be traded to the Saints. So I'll give you a quick update on what else is going on here in the NFC South in just a moment here on Locked on Panthers. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more of FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Last week, I was telling y'all the Carolina Panthers should bring in Derek Carr for a visit, not to actually trade for Derek Carr and bring him in as their quarterback, but to try and drive up the price for a potential deal with the Las Vegas Raiders and the division rival New Orleans Saints as they have interest in Carr and they had him come in for a visit. Now, unfortunately, the Carolina Panthers cannot find a way to drive up the price because there will be no price for Derek Carr as far as trade compensation goes. As sources told in Rapport of NFL Network that Raiders quarterback Derek Carr has informed a team that he won't accept a trade to the Saints or any other team. The team is expected to release him and he'll be a top free agent, which I always felt like was going to be the scenario anyways. Why would any team trade for Derek Carr when I believe it's the 15th 
that was when this $40 million guaranteed was going to kick in um, that the Raiders would have to pay him or whatever team he got traded to would have to pay him or whatever. So that was kind of the unofficial or really the official deadline to make a deal for Derek Carr that any team would actually be willing to take on. Now, I guess it was going to be like they would trade him before that. The team would then rework Derek Carr's actual contract and not pay him the $40 million right up, right then and there, and that would not be any sort of cap impact, which is what the Saints wanted to do. But why would Carr, a guy who got benched for Jarrett Stidham and who got scapegoated by Josh McDaniels, why would he want to sit there and allow the Raiders, a team that quit on him, an opportunity to get compensation? It makes way more sense that as a free agent, he can choose where he wants to go. Now, he also had a no-trade clause anyway, so he was always going to choose his next destination. But now he can still do that, but not allow the Raiders to get any sort of compensation at all for his past services. Now, for the Carolina Panthers, I still would say no as far as Derek Carr goes. Like before, it was bringing him in to visit just to try and drive up the price. Now that there's no price that the Saints can pay outside of just his salary and no draft compensation, it doesn't make a ton of sense for me for the Carolina Panthers to bring him in. I guess maybe you could do a visit, but he's not coming in here to be a veteran backup. He's coming in here to start. And the Carolina Panthers want to have a bridge guy, it makes more sense like a Jacoby Brissett or a Sam Darnold. If you're bringing in Derek Carr, you're bringing in Derek Carr – on probably a three- or four-year deal, however it shakes out, and you're planning on him being your quarterback for the next three, four seasons, maybe beyond that. That's what you're looking for in Derek Carr. What Carolina should be looking for is adding a veteran backup that can be the bridge to that rookie. I mean, whenever the rookie quarterback's ready, if it's week one, it's week one. If it's week 12, it's week 12. It's next year, it's next year. But they need to bring in somebody who can be a short-term solution until the rookie quarterback is ready. And I do not look at Derek Carr as being a short-term solution for the Carolina Panthers. I don't think New Orleans Saints are looking at Derek Carr as being a short-term solution for their need at quarterback either. They're looking at him in the long term, four or five years, that's really what we're, gonna, we're thinking about. And that's basically long term in the NFL, seeing how quickly people love to move on from quarterbacks, especially when they realize that, hey, this guy's not going to ever get us a Lombardi trophy. Let's go see if we can find something better. And that's what the Raiders decided to do. And the Carolina Panthers obviously have been trying to do that since they let go of Cam Newton or Matt Rule let go of Cam Newton a couple years ago. But they have not got to the end of the tunnel yet and seen the light and gotten that quarterback. And the hope is they will do that this offseason. So still no for me on Derek Carr. Don't even need to do a visit now. We're good there because we don't need to be in on that deal, Scott, especially now that it doesn't really hurt New Orleans other than like if the Panthers actually signed him, which again, not a huge fan of that. So bring in our veteran quarterback, get your rookie. You got Josh McCown now on the staff, which I think is an excellent hire. We'll see how good of a quarterback coach he actually is. But as far as just relating to the player and having been in this position not very long ago as a quarterback in the National Football League, I do think it's a great hire that Frank Reich has made. And it could position the Panthers to be in an excellent position with that quarterback moving forward. Now, one, else, one other thing I'll say about McCown, too, which I mentioned, I wanted to mention earlier, the Houston Texans last two years have tried to hire Josh McCown to be their head coach. Instead, they landed with David Culley and then Lovey Smith, but they wanted to hire McCown. And there was a ton of heat that if the Houston Texans would have done it, then the league would be in hot water. And you go back to the Brian Flores and what he's got going on with the, the lawsuit. And, of course, Steve Wilkes is part of that with the hiring practices going on in the NFL and the lack of minorities getting opportunities to be head coaches in a sport that is dominated by minorities, especially in the workforce with the NFL as the players are. So it's odd that you can play the game, but then you are not even given the opportunity to coach the game at the highest level if you are a minority, in particular a black male here in, in the game of football. So McCown – 
was it was it finalist last two years did not get the job I think in part because the Texans did not want to deal with the uh, backlash of that happening and hey the Texans are one of the teams that actually have been hiring black coaches as they've gone three straight with Cully then Lovey now D'Amico the hope is though D'Amico Ryan's actually gets an opportunity to be a coach for longer than a season which I think will be the case because he's a former Texan and the McNair family's known him for a while, dating back to his time when he played with the Texans. I think he's actually going to get a fair shot. And I don't think any of us ever thought that David Culley or Levy Smith were going to be anything more than one-and-done kind of stopgaps until, I guess, the Texans got to whatever position they felt like was capable for a coach to come in and actually be able to elevate the team because the roster would be better. I still think the Texans aren't very good anyways, and we'll see what happens with Lovey this upcoming season, or, I mean, D'Amico, rather, this upcoming season. But it's important to mention, too, I feel like um, that McCallum was eligible, was up for that job the last two hiring cycles there in Houston. And the leadership that he has is something that certainly has been mentioned. It's been brought up back when he was in his playing days, and that's why I think it's important that he's now here in Carolina in that quarterback coach role and the way he's going to be able to relate to whoever comes in here, whether it's a veteran, obviously, but also mainly the rookie quarterback. So it's a great hire as far as that goes. And it will be interesting to see if Josh McCown is up for head coaching jobs next season. Because the Texans tried to hire him before, and if he comes in here – works with a rookie quarterback, and that rookie looks great, people are going to go out and look at Josh McCown being one of the key factors for that happening. And I believe that he would be one of the key factors to the development of a rookie quarterback, especially that rookie goes out there and is like rookie of the year and the Panthers are a playoff team next season. And if that's the case, do not be surprised if Josh McCown's out there interviewing for jobs again and if he becomes a head coach. So as I mentioned, with the defensive side of the ball, with Jero uh, Vero, he's probably only going to be here for a year. It's important that he can develop someone underneath him to take over as a DC where the Panthers can go ahead and identify next season who they want to replace him. Because I doubt that he's going to be here longer than two seasons, maybe only one season. Hopefully we can get two out of him, but it feels like that might be as a one and done kind of situation here in Carolina because he was one of the hot coaching names this past year and certainly will be among that again next season. But the Panthers on the offensive side of the ball, it will always be Frank Reich's offense, but they have to understand that depending on who they bring out as OC, and who they're bringing in as quarterback coach, now Josh McCown, that they could possibly lose those guys as well, especially if they have success. And that's a good thing. As we saw in Indianapolis, Frank Reich, as Stephen Holder told us, maybe was a little bit too lenient in letting his assistants leave, even though that's the right thing to do. But it kind of hurt him down the road because his staff just was not as strong. So the Panthers got to continue to do staff development as much as player development if they want to maintain what appears to be a very strong staff that Frank Reich is building here in Carolina. So they need to think about potentially losing Averro after the season and maybe even Josh McCown, considering that he already could have been an NFL head coach down there in Houston. But we'll see how it plays out. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all, make sure to watch the show, subscribe to the show over on the Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you listen to your podcast, free and available everywhere. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Friday, I'll be back to answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions right here on the show, either at me or DM me on Twitter, at Julian Council. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding. And I'll talk to y'all on Tuesday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.